Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The CDC committee unanimously votes to add COVID shots to childhood vaccination schedules. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, a Center for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, or ACIP, voted unanimously 15 to 0 to add the Pfizer and Moderna mRNA COVID shots to the child and adolescent immunization schedules for children who attend public schools. This is outrageous because this adds all of these different vaccines to these lists, including now the COVID shots for children to attend public schools. And what you're going to see, I saw a meme that Steve Dace did on this, and it was on the one hand, the CDC says, well, it's just our recommendation, don't blame us. We're recommending that this be placed on the vaccination list. And then the schools, when you complain to the schools, well, don't blame us, we're just following the CDC. And so it goes back and forth, back and forth. The fact is, if your school, public schools, require the mRNA COVID shots or any COVID shots against your sincere religious objections as a parent for your children, contact Liberty Council because this is a violation of federal law, the First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. You have a right to be able to assert that. Moreover, every state in the country has specific laws that exempt individuals from the vaccination list based upon medical reasons. The problem with the medical in general, how it's been used in these COVID shots, is unlike other medical exemptions where you might say, I have a doctor's note, I've got anaphylaxis, or I've got some allergic reaction, I can't take this particular vaccine, and that's been accepted. With COVID, there's been a different standard. When you do that with a doctor's note, some of the entities, whether it's schools or employers, say, well, or even the military, for example, well, you've got to at least get the first shot. And if you have a reaction to it, then come back and we'll consider your medical exemption. Well, by that time, it's likely too late. The damage has already been done. But every state has a medical exemption. Forty-five states have state-specific religious exemptions. And about half of the states also add a third category, and that's philosophical exemptions, and that's to be exempted from vaccines, which would include COVID, for any reason, religious-based or not. Right. But you see the money motivation here, Matt, because, you know, prior to this, under the emergency use authorization, these pharmaceutical companies have not been liable for injuries or deaths. But now that it's been added to the vaccine schedule, it takes away any liability for them. They're basically protected against any deaths or injuries now that it's added to this uh, schedule. There needs to be a real challenge to this yeah. reclassification of these COVID shots to become vaccines because they're not typical vaccines. If you remember, the definition that the CDC had of a vaccine did not fit the mRNA versions because typically what the vaccines before COVID shots came on the line they involved either a weakened or dead virus of the same kind that you were being injected with that you were trying to prevent. 
it was some kind of form of a weaker level of the virus so that your body would get a weaker level of the virus against which you're getting vaccinated. Your body would recognize it. It would memorize it. It would create a reaction to it. So when you get the stronger version of the actual virus coming into your body, your body already has that preset immune response to be able to attack it. Well, with the mRNA shots, it's not a weakened or dead version of the virus. It is an experimental gene therapy that involves mRNA and creates billions and billions of spike proteins that go through all parts of your body. That's the reason why we're having so much damage taking place. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Fauci is is promoting babies as young as six months to get these shots. But what's ironic and tragic is the same committee that unanimously approved these shots for the vaccination schedule last September, in their data, they presented that the vaccines were, these shots were not safe for children. That's what just is stunning to me. If you go and look at, and it's on our press release, the the slideshow they showed, you look at the data and it's showing that yeah, 40, 40 to 50% 40 to 50 of, the children. of the children, 5 to 11 years old, reported a systemic reaction. 10 to 15% had a health impact. 2 to 4% needed medical care. And they don't define that. I mean, that could be as, as, as bad as death in that. Well, and within seven days of the shot, 60 to 75% of children 12 through 17 had a systemic reaction, 10 to 15% were unable to perform daily activities, 5 to 20% were unable to work or attend school. They knew all that. This is the same committee that unanimously approved this. And, you know, I listened to the public comments. They had like five before they went to the vote. And all of them were pro shots and all that. But the last woman, she did her homework. She said, these are not FDA approved. There is no, they do not help permit they do not stop transmission. They are not safe for our children. And then she started talking about Nuremberg, and they cut her off, and they went to the vote. Well, you know, we just attended a conference recently on COVID in Florida, uh, and there was a lot of doctors and scientists that were there. There was a panel of doctors. Uh, one of them, and they were all women doctors on this particular panel. Most of them had school-age children, or a good portion of them did. One of the doctors said that, she essentially remained somewhat silent over this, although she was opposed to these shots from what she had seen, but she also saw the pushback that other people were getting. Mm-hmm. But if they start coming after our kids, she said, uh, she's not going to remain silent. Well, obviously they are, and so she is very, very vocal. She said over her dead body, her children would get these COVID shots because of what she's seen in her practice and what she's experienced in her research. What this is doing, though, is really causing people to push back. You haven't seen a single vote, other than perhaps the AstraZeneca vote. AstraZeneca wasn't approved Mm -hmm. for distribution in the United States by the FDA. But other than that, every other vote on Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Novavax, all of them, every single one have been approved. Why is that? When you look at the funding of the CDC, it's an agency that needs to be completely revamped. First of all, the people that are on the committees... They have a lot of ties with big pharma, pharmaceutical companies. Either they're consulting with these different pharmaceutical companies or they have been consulting with them or they've been employed by them. They're very much in the pocket of pharmaceutical companies. Moreover, 
the CDC gets a large portion of its budget from pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. They get a huge, I think it's 46% of their budget comes from reviewing these pharmaceutical applications. They also have patents on some of these pharmaceutical uh, royalties from the patents that come to them from some of these pharmaceutical patents. Uh, it's unbelievable. The agency should be a neutral agency of diverse scientific and medical views that the people can trust. And it's become, instead of the watchdog of the people, it's become the lapdog for the big pharmaceutical companies. Right. And what's really tragic, too, is you see these the FDA keep approving these COVID shot boosters without testing them. I mean, why would you put anything on your child that has not been properly tested, number one? And number two, children have immune systems. They don't need all these shots. They're just trying to make more money off these children. They are guinea pigs. The worst thing that we could have done is have lockdowns. Anita was raised for part of her life in Alaska, and they were in a very remote place where they didn't have contact with people. They would go out on a boat and fish, and they lived on an island. Every month when the uh, seaplane would come and drop mail and food, they would get sick. Why? Because they didn't have an immune system built up because they weren't around other people. And so people that were handling the mail and other f items, those colds, those germs ultimately got them sick. So they found out that that was the cause. They ended up spraying the mail with Lysol, leaving it outside for a day, and that solved the problem. Wow. When you lock down people and you do the 14 days to flatten the curve and you shut down the schools, you are weakening people's immune right. systems and making them more susceptible, not just to COVID, but to anything else. You know, it's like you don't have a child and then put the child in a closet for 18 years. The child is out there, it's eating dirt, it's playing with other children. That's how it builds up the immune system. And the COVID shots themselves, we now have lots of uh, data now that say that it weakens your immune system, making you more susceptible to COVID. Lots of doctors will tell you that, that the people that they're seeing that are coming in for a worse and more frequent treatment for COVID are people who have the vax and are boosted because it weakens your innate immune system. It also makes you more susceptible to immunodeficiency diseases uh, such as cancer and other things. Well, at least uh, 10 Republican governors and two Democrat governors are refusing this shop mandate for their school children, but there's a number of states that automatically follow the CDC guidelines, whatever it may be. If you encounter these issues in your school, contact Liberty Council at lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. 